Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 2017. It was the year that would go on record as the speaking marathon. During that time, I was back and forth from Dallas to Austin for South by Southwest, to Phoenix uh, for Black Enterprise Women of Power, to New York, to Wonderman, and all the brand innovator events, Spotify, Um, I mentioned South by Southwest. Well, while I was at Spotify, I met this guy named Chris Strub. He was in an early episode of the Culture Soup podcast. You'll remember me calling him the social media for social good guru. Almost immediately after meeting Chris in 2017, he started to connect me to his network. If you've met anyone like Chris, you'll know when you've met a connector. Literally in 2007, he introduced me to a woman named Bella Vasta via Instagram. And I started following her right away. You can describe Bella as one of those very rare friends that I met on Instagram. But I've learned so much from her, not just from her personal life and her powerful story, but also about business. She's a business expert. And she started in the pet industry, but has blossomed into so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, Bella Vasta, author, speaker, consultant. I'm so happy to have Bella here. She brings such a vast amount of wisdom when it comes to business and entrepreneurship. And all you folks out there that are thinking about starting a business or maybe you have a business, she has some rich information for us today. Hi, Bella. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me on here. (laughs) Absolutely. How about we have a culture soup moment? Are you ready? Let's do this, girl. I was looking at all the different platforms and I talked to people about my social strategy and how I use um, them to follow my content. And, you know, I have a specific way that I do it. Some people know that I bailed on Facebook like two years ago. I had a personal page there and it wasn't about privacy so much. I didn't even put my daughter's picture up. It really was about the foolery. I was really tired of it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I backed off. I just got off and took all my data and left. Boom, gone, right? And then I went to Instagram, which I felt was a little bit safer. I, I could guard my access. I have a lot of friends that are in the media, too, that sometimes, when, especially when I was working for the big company, would slide into my DMs just because I was on Facebook and ask me questions that I'm like, I can't answer that. You know who to call to do that, <laughs> right? So anyway, Instagram seemed a little safer, but I got to tell you, two years later, now that I have moved out and you know I'm doing my coaching business and I have my podcast, it's full blast, and gee, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm all over the place, it's like, eh. I got to do Facebook. Plus, 
IG requires you to have a Facebook profile to do ads. Mm -hmm. So you've been doing some work on Facebook and you actually believe that there's a real business case for Facebook. You want to talk about that? Without a doubt, girl. It's, um, so I have this analogy cause I, I'm all like the Facebook groups girl. Like I was doing Facebook groups before it was cool. Um, I actually started <laughs> Facebook, my own Facebook groups, um, namely because I was sick and tired of the drama filled groups that were in the pet industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I decided I'd make my own sandbox. So I did. And I started a general group and it was, I own a pet sitting company with staff. So I was niching it down. And then I also did like a larger one just called jumpstart your pet business to kind of create, um, a, a wider casted net. And I started organically using Facebook groups as a funnel system. So it was like a catch all. Hmm. And then it got a little bit more nichier. And then I had yeah. all of these people that were captivated. Um, that sounds funny, but like I had their captive, um, <laughs> attention. And so I yeah. could launch my products in there and we all knew each other. It was a safe, nice place. And so, um, those groups proved to really helped me through the most difficult part of my life. When I gave birth to the world's smallest female baby on the planet, um, not the smallest, but one of the 50 smallest surviving female babies, she was only 12 ounces and 10 inches, which is an inch shorter than a Barbie doll. And everybody said she would not make it. So while I was going back and forth to NICU for eight to 10 hours a day, you know, not being able Mm -hmm. to be on my phone or like, you know, talking to people and coaching those Facebook groups helped me keep alive. And I really believe that the Facebook group is like the backyard Mm -hmm. party. That's where Mm -hmm. you get invited. That's where you come and people don't sit down and just listen to only what you say. You want people to start talking to each other and you're there to serve food and make sure the music's going and that there's cornhole in the corner and we've got, Mm -hmm. we've got the pool going as opposed to the front yard, Michelle, where when you're in the front yard, you would never put an in-ground pool in the front yard and go lay right. out in all your glory while people are driving by. Like, it's like it's right. weird. Like you want that privacy in your backyard. So yeah, my culture suit moment is that the Facebook group is just like your backyard party where, um, and I think if more people started to understand that they could mm-hmm. engage their group better and have a better, yeah. uh, experience on Facebook. Yeah. I talked to some coaches about building their funnels when I came from the coaching institute, the CAP Institute recently. And they're like, what are you talking about? So will you take a moment to talk about what a funnel is and how you can build one with a Facebook group? Yeah. So I wish I could rip this poster off my wall because I have all these sticky notes on it and I could just hold it up and show you. But basically, um, what I've done in my business is I've segmented my people into um, starter builder and scaler. And so depending on what part of, um, that journey of business that you're on, I have freebies for you. I have products for you. I have groups or services for you. And so it's kind of like, if you picture it like a long train and you get on at a certain stop. And so that Mm -hmm. funnel just kind of keeps the train going, um, from like one adventure or experience with me to the next. And like I said, it kind of gets, um, nichier and nichier and nichier, you know, where the biggest right. one being anybody and their mother who thinks they want to start a business 
Two, I have a business with staff. And so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of talk and I'm sure you've heard about it that like funnels are dead, marketing's dead, all this stuff. And I actually agree with that to a point because I think that just funnels by themselves without that human interaction, without that personalized Like we all know when we get emails that we're being sold to, right? But there's a difference when an email comes through and it's like, Hey, I got this 30 second video for you. And it's like just those 10 words. That's it. And it's like, Ooh, what's that video? You know, it's, it's different. So, um, funnels come in a lot of different ways. That's kind of how mine work. And then with Facebook, I've been able to make them really work and, and do pop-up groups and, uh, make like, you know, $10,000 in a couple of weeks because it's pay to be in the group for a short amount of time and right. figure out. So it's, um, it's fun. many different ways. So the first one is, um, I always encourage people that if you're really keen on building your Facebook group, you should kind of think about all those places where you have that Facebook icon. You do not need that Facebook icon to tell people to go to your page. You can invite them to your group. You can also invite people to your group from the front page of your website in your email signature. You can uh, invite them from your page into your group. Uh, you can send out a mass email to get people people into your group. Um, you can do what our boy Chris Strub does, which I love. He talks about things on his, um, Instagram story. And then he's so good at that. He's <laughs> so good. And then he stopped it. <laughs> and like, right when you're like, and then I said this, and then he like blacks it all out. And he's like, you got to join my group to know the rest of it. And what he did was, um, I, uh, uh, socialwoodstrub.com. I think that's his URL. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chris Strub. Um, and what he did is he got a URL and had it redirect to the group, which is genius because Mm, if if you don't do that, then you're trying to get someone to go try to search for your group. And we all know that every single Mm. click or thought thinking that someone has to do, the less you're going to get that chance of that sale or that connection. Right. Right. um, Right. It's a really great idea. Yeah, it is. It is. We've got tons of different ways. Um, uh, Offering it as just a freebie to any of your products or services. If you're a speaker, asking people from the stage. Um, Obviously mentioning it in your podcast. Basically any place that you would ever put your website, you want to put your group too. Because that's a way, Mm -hmm. that's a fighting chance for you as an entrepreneur to be able to uh, communicate with your constituents (laughs) or your people. already yeah. folks but yeah um bella and i've been wanting to get together i want folks to know a little bit more about you so how did you even get into business coaching and consulting yeah so um in 2002, I was in college going to ASU. Uh, I got a human communication degree uh, to satisfy my parents, let's be real. And then um, when I was in college, I wanted to go out karaokeing and out with my boyfriend and all this stuff. And I had a curfew. (laughs) 
and that wasn't cool. Mm. So when I found out that I could sleep over someone's house and get paid for it to watch their dogs, I was ready to watch, like, to pay them, right? So fast forward <laughs> only, like, uh, five years from that in 2007, I got nationally and locally awarded uh, for my business. And so a lot of people started coming to me saying, Bella, how can I do what you do? Like, how do you do this? What are you doing? So I used to sit on the phone, Michelle, and talk to them. And it was, it was like a high for me. It was so <laughs> exciting, but it was also very draining because I would yes. give everything that I have to give. And everybody always right. kind of thinks that I'm like, ah, and the minute the light goes off, I'm like, <laughs> cause it takes yeah. a lot of energy. Okay. Let's stop right there and explain this. <laughs> this means you're an extrovert with introverted tendencies. 100% that means girl. That you need to go recharge your batteries yeah. just like me. Yeah. Yeah. People don't sure. understand that I am a very high eye. Yeah. And they're like, what? No, you're extroverted. Okay, extroverted doesn't necessarily mean outgoing. Yeah. It's where you charge your batteries, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, so I can I can relate to that. For sure, for sure. So I started coaching, and I, I realized like that that gig was so much more fulfilling to me, to my soul, than what I was doing. But um, I was on a path to find Mr. Right, and I was dating everybody on Match.com at that point. And so I got married in my early thirties and, um, I, uh, I always had this dream that when I became a wife and a mom that I would sell that company, but I wasn't realizing that this coaching was so exciting for me. So when I did sell the pet sitting company, I went full blast with, um, really creating an empire. I mean, I'm going to just toot my own horn there cause I'm very proud of it. And you should, and, um, it's awesome. and, and it's just, <laughs> It's so fulfilling, and I know that you have these experiences as well. It's so fulfilling to know that you make a positive impact on people and companies and how Absolutely. it multiplies. You know, like you might help one yeah. business owner, but that business now is so fruitful that they're able to hire more and more people, which might be doing incredible amounts of blessings in their workers' totally. lives. And just like, you know, it's just, it's exciting to know that you have the ability to have a ripple effect. Yeah, it blesses me too. Yeah. Totally to be able to help people. Yeah. So then you, you, you started your full scale coaching and consulting business. And what are you doing now? Yeah. So, um, well, I fell on my face a couple times. <laughs> I think we all do that, right? That's what entrepreneurs um, do. I was peddling monthly courses, realizing that that kind of plan wasn't going to work. <laughs> and the, yeah. Or rather, it would work too much. It would be too much work. And um, mm -hmm. so I moved into more of an agency and a mastermind. But now what I get to do is I get to help educate and inspire people on Facebook groups right now and on leadership, leadership over their own life. Yeah their interpersonal relationships and their like community. And, um, yeah. I just feel like the world needs more people to tell them that they can do it or just to it's do true. those two, two letters, yeah. do, do it, do, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and be ready to fail. Cause you'll fail more times than you do it. But, um, we just, but when you fail, you learn, right? Oh my God, your, your ability. When I tell you, no, the way that you react I know if we're going to be a good working relationship or not, because the people that just get knocked down by the no and then stay down are not the ones that are going to persevere and keep pushing through, you know, and it's okay. Right. But it's like, right. if you're saying you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a business owner, you better become BFFs with no, <laughs> yes. because it's the only way you're going to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that fixed mindset that you want to get out of, right? And what you've described is a growth mindset. 
no should fuel you. 100%. Yeah. You know, I want to know something funny. So my podcast is called Bella in Your Business. And when I was younger, my parents used to tell me all the time, Danielle, M-Y-O-B. They wouldn't even say the whole thing because they said it so many times. You <laughs> remind your own business. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. All well, Bella's in your business now, folks. Now, you know that there's also power in video, and you're using a lot of video on Facebook as well. How is that fueling business, and how are you telling your business clients to use it? Yeah, so, um, you know, it all kind of started back in NICU. I mean, NICU was the worst thing I ever went through, but it was the most amount of, like, I realized how little I could do and how big of an impact I could have. So I actually used to do this thing called Stoplight Confessional, and there was this really long <laughs> stoplight that I had every day going to NICU. And I swear, it was more to, like, pump my own self up, but I would get mm. out my phone, and I would do, like, a one or two, depending on how long the stoplight was, video and I'd say, Hey guys, today's like a cloudy day, which is weird in Arizona. We never have clouds, but I want you to remember the sun is always behind the clouds, no matter how much it's raining, no matter like, and I would just think and percolate as I was getting ready for the day, what kind of message could I put out there that like, honestly, I needed to hear. And it became this whole series. So it started back then. And now like, you know, I love Instagram stories. I know that's how you and I know a lot about each other. That's why we haven't even physically met or hugged yet, but we feel like we know each other. Um, Right. You know, and I think it really is like a window into people's world and it can be used so many different ways. Um, You know, uh, produced, unproduced, uh, on the fly. Uh, we're a voyeuristic society and uh, right. people love to see things behind the scenes. They're curious. They're like we just mm-hmm. aimlessly scroll and flip if you're not aware of it. Um, right. So I think video is so ridiculously important and especially for someone like me who is very expressive. If you guys are listening mm-hmm. to this podcast right now, Michelle and I are also recording it on video and my hands yes. are going everywhere and I'm like bouncing around. And you will see it on YouTube, believe me. <laughs> exactly, yes. Because <laughs> I mean, that's, when, that's when it really it. comes to life, right? But, that's when it really comes to life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have folks over in, in London that listen over in, in the UK and they wait until the video comes out and that's when I start to see it shared on Twitter mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, if you listen to it, it's one thing. If you see it, yeah. it's it's like you're right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And because, yeah. you know, we're talking about things that we're passionate about and that passion just oozes out and you can hear it. But then when you can see it and you can see our eyes light up or our hands go right. everywhere, or us like dancing around, right. like it's, right. it's exciting. You know, there's an energy that, that gets exuded and that gets received. Absolutely. So what other um, hacks like low hanging fruit are you sharing with your clients these days? That's a really good question. Um, so I think they're a, a hack. I think the biggest thing, so mm-hmm. when it comes to technology, is that people are like, what do I post? I want to know what I ate for breakfast this morning. Or, you know, I'm in the office by myself all day. I don't know what to do. And I think that just really thinking ahead of time about maybe like three to five, I call them buckets, and like, you know, mm-hmm. avenues that you can kind of like mentally prepare yourself for. So 
when you are working out in the morning, go ahead and, and snap that picture or take that video right. or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Or maybe one of your buckets is kids because you really help a lot of like mompreneurs, right? Or maybe another mm -hmm. one is um, the fact that you really love shoes or outfits or purses and the purse of the day or outfit of the day. And then you sprinkle in a little bit of the business in there. So I think that like, if you can figure out like, what is your brand theme? Um, I don't know if right. I'm going to totally go off the rails, but I have a really good, um, I have a really good story. It happened the other day. Go for it. Go okay. For okay. It. So my dad's over for dinner. God bless him. He made us, uh, me and my mom, um, some mother's day dinner and my dad's just starting into the real estate world and he is, um, a boomer. He's like 64 or so. Right. And sure. my dad is not outgoing. Like I am like, he does not mm -hmm. like big crowds. He's more of like a small crowd kind of guy. And, um, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's doing this real estate thing and he's like, but I don't know what to put on Facebook because I'm, I haven't sold thousands of houses. And I'm like, dad, it's totally fine. <laughs> and I look at him and I go, you have a granddaughter that was in NICU. You've bought a house at every stage of your life from the fixer upper with like burn marks in the plaster and there you go. off the roof and redid it. You know what it's like to raise kids and put them in college. You know what it's like to move cross country. I'm like, and you're from the East coast and you're Italian. I was like, look yes. right there. You, you know who you are. He looked at me like, what? And my mom's like, you should have recorded her. I'm like, dad, we'll do your whole brand. Guys. <laughs> But I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, my point, Michelle, is that we're so close to it that we don't actually, it's hard. It's even hard for me to step out and actually see ourselves um, from the outside in, you know, because we're so close right. to it. So I think. That well, and you know, I was going to say that you hit on something that, that is a, a recurring theme in a lot of my, my speaking and yeah. a lot of my writing. When you know your story, yeah. you actually know your uniqueness. Yeah. And when you know your uniqueness, you have the ability to be authentic. And when you share your story, people can relate to you. 100 And that's exactly what you just shared with your dad. Yeah. And it was like an aha moment for him. Yeah. Every single one of us has a story, but I also think the word story has been so overused and people are like, well, what story do you want to know? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like if you had to narrow it down for a couple of things that would describe who you are, what is that? Yes. And, and that's what makes you unique. And I would even argue that it makes you unique that you can actually tell that story, right? Because a lot totally. of people can't even talk about it or tell it. Yeah, and once you, you know it and you can tell it, you're unlocking so many possibilities, even in your future. Like, I am on this path right now because of a list that I made coming out of college. Oh, wow. Tell me more about that. out of college I know I'm a writer but the, the question is how do I make money doing it right I knew I was too young had no credentials no experience for anybody to want to see a book like who was going to publish a book of mine right so I had, I had to go on the search so I was an English major writing emphasis I knew how to write prose I wrote for the newspaper and then it hit me why don't I try journalism so I took an internship at the local Fox affiliate it was CBS at the time and I learned to write for television news, which was great. I spent a lot of time doing that while I was working on my master's degree. And at that point, I learned, I took my first class that was around image and brands 
and the discourse between it was very, very theoretical, but it was my first real brush with marketing and PR. And I got bit by the bug and I said, that's what I'll do. I can make money doing PR, but I made a list. That was what I was going to do to make money. That was not uh -huh. on the bucket list. So I did that for 26 years. And now people are like, well, oh my gosh, Michelle, you're doing PR, aren't you? And I'm like, no. And they're like, what? <laughs> so what was on the bucket list? And I don't want to say bucket list because it wasn't like I do this and then I die. It really was. Yeah. This is my dream, right? I wanted to yeah. be writing for national publications. I wanted to be writing books. I'm doing both. I wanted to be speaking and getting paid. I'm doing that. I wanted to uh, be lecturing. I've been in universities all over the place, and I'm up for some roles right now inside universities. So that's good, too. The last two things that's on my amazing. bucket list. Yeah. The last two things on my bucket list were to um, be a talking head, which I've already been a spokesperson. I've been on the ear doing things for brands. But to really yeah. be the talking head that I wanted to be, I have to, like, separate myself from corporate anything, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my background as a journalist, I've been a member of NABJ, which is the National Association of Black Journalists, since I was 18. I know wow. people in just about every newsroom you could, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just a matter. And I sent my first news advisory on the launch of the show that's launched today, which is Tuesday, by the way. This will air on Thursday, you and I. But the new uh -huh. episode is called The Coaching Corner, and I, I invite you back at some point because all we Wonderful. do is hack problems and pain points for corporate folks who are managers trying to break into the C-suite or leadership and for entrepreneurs and those people who are right in the middle who might be doing yep. both because I've done that yep. too, right? So anyway, yeah, that and then to have a major publisher pick up my book, which I'm actually in the midst of shopping right now. So, oh yeah, you know what? You heard it here first, actually. Your listeners are so, <laughs> so, so, so lucky to hear you and Aww. have you in their earbuds and just be influenced by you. That is an amazing accomplishment times a hundred. Thank you. That is incredible, Michelle. So the, the business coaching and the executive coaching is like the glue to all of it because when we talk about social media and our strategies and all and what platforms we use, I see that as tactics. It really is about the content that you feed through all of those channels, yeah. right? So I have this yeah. massive content, this content strategy that feeds the books and the 30-minute mentor and the coaching and, the, you know, all of this yeah. good stuff. And it just seemed right to be in a position to help people achieve their goals like you are yeah. doing. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much because you're like living your authentic self. You're you're going for it. You're um, I'm sure you had your downs, but with your ups, like everything evens out, you know, and Absolutely. I just love the light that you shine because it's it's just so inspiring and it's awesome. Well, and isn't it true that when you're living in your purpose, the right folks come in your path? Y'all, that's how I met Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. I mean, it has to be. And you have to. I always say um, one of my favorite sayings is um, you can walk out of a door just as quickly as you walked in. Right. And because everyone's so afraid of like, but what if, but what if, but if, what if, like, just try it. And if it doesn't work out, you can turn around, walk right back out. Well, and like, I love you know? the but what ifs when I'm coaching. Because <laughs> I can talk right out of it. Because it usually is just some fear. And we find out what the fear is. 100%. And they usually the fear is some, what we call the fuzzy people.
people out there that don't have any real faces or real names, right? No, <laughs> Or it's the people that actually do have a face and a name that shouldn't really matter exactly. in your brain. Like they should not be allowed to take up that headspace. Totally. So what are you working on now? Any projects you want to tell us about? Oh, um, what am I not working on? Um, so we're gearing up for the second semester of, uh, I call it better marketing with Bella. So that's where that's the agency side of my stuff. So it's really fun. Like when I sold my pet sitting company, I really missed creating the marketing yeah. and like, I have all these ideas. So now I've got all these people that I can do it for. Um, and then I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm speaking a lot this summer. Um, I'll be in social media, San Diego, uh, social media day, San Diego. I'll be in Lima, Ohio for their, um, the Midwest's largest uh, social media conference. That's where I met Chris Straub a year ago. Okay. I'll be speaking at Inbound in Boston. Okay. Um, I'll be at another conference in uh, in Connecticut. So just really like spreading my wings and getting on those planes and going and meeting people. And that really, you know, my real, my pivot, my real big goal right now is truly to be like one to many, yeah. you know, I've done like the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and I just, I have such a burning desire in my belly to impact the world on a massive level. Good. And I know that someone like you can totally appreciate that. Oh, totally. Because you're I, like you that. know what? And you're going to do it if you're not doing it already. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe it too. I believe it too. That's great. So where can everybody find you online, Bella? Yeah, so you can go to bellavasta.com. That's V like in Victor, A-S-T-A. And from there, you can get onto all my social media channels too, but I'm just Bella Vasta everywhere. Awesome. Bella, thank you so much for coming on the Culture Soup Podcast. You're so it's awesome. my pleasure. I'm and so you know, finally got to do it. Yes, and consider this my open invitation to come on the Coaching Corner. And that's happening thank once you. a month for now. It's probably going to be a little bit more later. And, um, you know, listen to it and see if you want to come on and have some pain points with me. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Bella. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Bella Vasta, for coming on the Culture Soup Podcast. Y'all, if you haven't listened to the Coaching Corner, it dropped on Tuesday. So it's still out there. You can still listen to it. Give it a listen. It gives you an idea of my why, my what, and my how. I also made an extraordinary offer for anyone listening if you want a 15 to 20 minute laser coaching on the air on the culture soup podcast the coaching corner episode you need to drop me an email at coaching at lmichellesmith.com and i will get your phone number your cell phone number and your email address and you'll tell me why you want to be coached on the air and what goal you want to hack and I'll talk to you about it. I'll select someone and we will go for it on the air. That's every second Tuesday of the month, the Coaching Corner on Tuesdays. Not to be confused with the Thursday show where we're going to continue our great storytelling. Log on to theculturesoup.com to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup. On Facebook, The Culture Soup Podcast. And of course, you can follow me everywhere. I am on Twitter and Instagram at L. Michelle Speaks, on Facebook at L. Michelle Smith Official. And by the way, we have a new Facebook group. I'll be telling you more about that on the Coaching Corner. 
Next week, we have none other than the incomparable sports and clinical psychologist who specializes in military, Dr. Yolanda Bruce Brooks. Yes, she is another hidden figure that you may not know about in sports. She's done work with the NFL and the NBA, including the Dallas Cowboys. You'll want to tune in next week to hear her story. Until then, see you next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Silos Communications.